and welcome back to another GFE, God, Family, and Everything Else. My name is Kevin, and I am back for part two of Sharing is Caring. And I do appreciate that everyone that was uh, taking the time to listen to at least as much as they could of this, uh, of that episode. Um, it's very important, um, I believe, for yourself, for me, and our walk and our continued journey with our Lord and Savior, Jesus. It's very important that we always, and it's imperative that we always share the gospel truthfully, accurately, lovingly, never force it on others. But it's a good time to have a good conversation with either the ones that don't know Christ or the ones that do know Christ, but they're unsure of what they believe or not too familiar about what the scriptures say. Where they only pretty much go off of what either the television is telling them or what these books are saying, but never really taking the time to dive in themselves and build that personal relationship with Christ. I myself, I listen to a lot of sermons. Uh, My favorite for many years now that I've been listening to his name is Pastor Greg Laurie. I've been listening to him for a while on his sermon podcast that he posts every single day. I stumbled across him many years ago when I lived in Seattle. And the fact that he clearly, accurately shares the the word, the gospel, references, references the Bible in all of his sermons is what I can appreciate. Because there's a lot of... There's a lot of um, people talking out there that like to just kind of add add to the to the word, add to God's word, which is definitely not a good idea. It's certainly do not do that. We must be we must give an accurate representation of who God is. Not put our beliefs in that. We must go word for word of what the Bible is saying. And in some cases, or in many cases, I'll say Make it as simple as possible, not to overcomplicate it. Because <laughs> when things are overcomplicated, sometimes people just want to back off and uh, they're like, this is just too hard. I don't want to hear anymore. And that can be with anything. I remember like for my wife, whenever I want my wife to read something, if she sees something where it's like so word for word for word, she, she would look at it like cross-eyed, like it's just a foreign language. You'd be like, you know what? Nope, you, you read it. <laughs> Or when there's like instructions and it just seems like so complicated and you're like, oh, I'm never going to get through this. Why can't they just make this very simple? That's what God wants us to be able to do when we share his word. Make it simple to the point and accurate. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't try to dissect every single thing that God is saying because you're just going to start forming ideas into your head. And when you start doing that, you start sharing the word with other people they're going to see that or they may they may take it and not you know completely understand what you're saying and a lot of the times what you may say when you completely take things out of context is completely unbiblical and it will confuse the the fellow the the person that wants to listen or that could possibly be a follower of christ it will raise a lot of questions and i was talking about in my first part of this episode about my friend he was asking me like what are what are ways that what what can he do what can he do 
to accept Christ? What can he do to invite Christ into his life? And I I mentioned that I had this podcast, you know, that I, I definitely would like for him to get a listen to. Because I I do want to share the, the, the word accurately to anyone that is willing to just click on and listen. I don't want them to listen to this and think it's just coming from me or think that I'm some kind of a biblical scholar or anything like that. I want to share what I know and then let you also know that I am still and continue will be a student in God's um, in the in the word of God. Still a student because God reveals new things to me every single time I open it up. And I really, really appreciate that. And I really am thankful that the Lord does that because I am not going to come on here acting like I know everything. I'm just sharing with you what I've learned through the years and what I know and will continue to learn. But it isn't very complicated when you accept Christ and when you want him to enter your life. And when you ask for the Holy Spirit to lead you in your life and lead you down the path that you want him to lead you to down. Or when you ask God to be your personal Lord and Savior. It's not that difficult. Some people make make it difficult because they they have this false idea of what Christianity or believing in, in the Lord is. And that's one another reason why I started this podcast and I just pray and ask God to to, to continue blessing it and to continue using me as his instrument, as his as his voice to get that out there so I can represent Christ the way that he should be represented. So with that being said, you know, my friend asked me, what can he do? And it's fairly simple. If you truly mean it in your heart that you want to know Christ, you must first confess of your sins and realize that you are in need of a savior. There's a lot of people in this world that think they're <laughs> they're good people. And I remember listening on a video I came across of Joel Osteen. And that's a pastor that I do not recommend and I just recommend steering clear because he doesn't he doesn't get down to the nitty-gritty of God's word. It's kind of like a sugarcoating and misrepresentation of Christ. God loves you, yes. God wants to be there for you. He wants to continue working in your life. He wants that personal relationship with you, yes. But you have to also understand that God is a just God. He does not like sin. He does not like when you you false represent him. He does not like when you take his word and completely out of context and just fit it into your own narrative just so you can feel good about yourself. No, God has that side on him where rightfully so, where he can become angry off of misrepresenting him and living a sinful life and just thinking that he is this big giant teddy bear that's always going to be happy. And I like to believe that God is always happy because the word says that but then there's also a time where god does get upset when he sees that his children are misbehaving or being disobedient rightfully so just like for me when i'm a parent with my boys i love my boys to death i love my boys and let them know i will always be there but when they choose not to listen to what i say i will be angry i will let them know i will punish them so 
we have to always we have to realize that we are in need of a savior because we have a sinful life we have a sinful nature we want to do bad there's a lot of things in this world that makes it seem so much fun to do sinning let's be honest is fun for a short time then there's a consequence to your sin and that's what god is saying don't let sin kill you choose the path of life choose the narrow path because if you go wide that will destroy you says in the bible all the time narrow is the path of righteousness and wide is the path of of destruction So that's that's step one. Confess of your sins and and realize that you are in need of a savior. You need Christ to save you. Many want to be their own God and feel like that is beneath them to sit there and say, why should I follow or call this person a master or blah, blah, blah. No, God created us. He loves us. He is simply asking To put down our sin, push away our sin, and invite him into our life. And realize that we are not perfect. And realize that we are in need of him. But the world that the society is telling us is that we can be our own God. Which is false. Believe in yourself. No, because when you believe in yourself, you're always going to disappoint yourself. Put your faith in Christ. Because he never disappoints. He says, trust me, trust me, have faith, trust me. And also, understand and believe that Christ died for our sins. And then he rose again three days later to prove to us that he is the God of our life, the God of this world, the God of this universe. And that he came down from heaven in human form who is fully God and fully man and walked among us to show that he is there for us. I mean, what God can you can you see in other type of religions actually a God coming down, suppressing his powers to be among us to show how much he cares for his creation. And then he put on our sin on himself and died for us he experienced pain for us because he paid a price for a debt that we could not repay he paid for that because he knew that we can't we can't make up for it he know he knows that he knew that it's just like just imagine thinking about like somebody when you rack up so much debt so much debt with a credit card and then you realize oh my gosh i i can't pay this off it's like a hundred thousand dollars i can't pay this off with the current job that i have and everything time is running out i I can't do it but then some some rich guy comes in and he looks at your debt and he looks at you and he says i understand that the situation you're in i will take care of this debt for you i will take care of this debt for you And then wipes the slate clean. And then you don't owe that. That's what Jesus did. Our sins built up a huge debt. Jesus came in and was like, look, (laughs) 
you guys are sinful. And the penalty for your sin is death. But I don't want you to die. I want you to believe in me. I want you to be with me for all eternity. So all you have to do is put your faith in me. Accept me. Follow me. So when we can do that and understand that Jesus did do that and then he came back three days later to defeat death. If Jesus didn't come back three days later, then all of this would be for nothing. It's honest. It's true. (laughs) And then what we should do also is ask God to help us and have the Holy Spirit come upon us and help us turn from our ways. It's not that easy. It's not an overnight process. But if we continue and we actually are genuine in what we say from our hearts, our life will begin to change. So whatever the struggles that you may be facing, whatever the hardships that you may have, whatever the temptations that you might have, Let's be honest, the temptations may be lingering, but it's just easier to deal with when you know that Christ is in your life. So I want I wanted to share with you, here's like a, a prayer that I think is very important for all of us. And this is something that my friend can also do too. You can pray. So if you can repeat after me, this is the prayer that I think is very important and you have to mean this from your heart. Don't just speak from your lips. When you kneel down or wherever you're at and you're having that conversation with the Lord or their first conversation ever, I want you to say, God, I know that I have sinned against you and deserve punishment, but I believe Jesus Christ took the punishment I deserve so that through faith in him, I could be forgiven. I receive your offer of forgiveness and place my trust in you for salvation so you can be saved. I accept Jesus as my personal savior. Thank you for your wonderful grace and forgiveness, the gift of eternal life. Amen. Now, what I'm going to tell you about that, that's a, that's an I that's like a, a template type prayer. But you must confess of your sin, realize that you're in the need of a savior, realize that Jesus Christ has, t- has taken the punishment upon himself to save you even though we he did not deserve it, we deserve that punishment. And then Asking the Lord that, I mean, telling the Lord that you will put your trust in him and your faith in him and receive Jesus as your personal savior in your life. You know, if you can form a heartful prayer to the Lord with those very important key points, God will hear you. I don't want you to aim just, you know, numbingly pray this or just mindlessly pray this because God will see it you can't fool the Lord the Lord wants to hear from your heart he wants to hear from your heart because he knows he knows the importance of all of this so this brings me to the point remember this morning uh, before I was heading to work I came across a quick clip on about the uh what's the movie the the chosen and i had almost forgotten there was a scene in there 
where there was a woman that had a condition where she was bleeding, I believe, for like 12 years. And no matter how many doctors or physicians or whatever that she had come across or that she's seen, it would not stop. There was nothing to solve it. And Jesus was walking amongst the crowd and so many people were pressing up against Jesus, talking and talking. This woman, she believed in her heart that if she can just touch a little bit of Jesus, that her problem would be solved. That her, that whatever she was going through will will just stop right then and there. So she, Jesus, just imagine Jesus walking through so many crowds like think about like the most popular like musician or rock star or whatever and so many crowds are just so happy around you and seeing and shouting and screaming and everything and you're just trying to get in and get a picture like hey hey <laughs> this woman she would not stop because she believed that the moment she could just touch jesus she could be healed so she was reaching through and reaching through and then she finally touched a little piece of his garment and then all of a sudden she, she was healed and the, whatever the issue she was dealing with was gone the, and then from that very moment jesus all of a sudden just was like okay who touched me who touched me and the disciples are looking at jesus like uh <laughs> lord you do realize where you are because <laughs> You are amongst a crowd of people. So many people are touching you. What do you mean who touched me? And if you have your Bibles, this is in Mark 5, 24 through 34. And I'm loose paraphrasing here, but the, the key point to what I'm saying is, if you just continue listening, Jesus, the woman came forward and told Jesus, like, I, hey, I had touched you. Actually, you know what? Let's just go ahead and read it. Let's just go ahead and pull it up. Let's just go ahead and pull it up because it's important. Let me just read it word for word so I won't mess this up. <laughs> Mark 5, 24, 34. And he went with them, and a great crowd followed him and thronged about him. And there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for 12 years and who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had and was no better but rather grew worse. She had heard of the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I touch even his garment, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. And then Jesus perceived in himself that power had gone from him, immediately turned around about into the crowd and said, who touched my garments? And this disciple said to him, well, you see a crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came, to came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. This woman was going through issues for 12 years. 12 years. And she put her faith in Christ, knowing that he is the answer to her problems. And this, this message goes to my, my friends and to anyone that wants to listen to. Whatever the situation, whatever the problem that we may be facing, whatever the struggles that we may have, even if you don't know Jesus, even if you do know Jesus, we must understand that Jesus is the answer. He's the answer to all of our problems. It's not like a genie where all of a sudden you make a wish and then boom, immediately happens. But no, it's a process because God wants to know if you are truly serious about having a relationship with him. 
And it's an ongoing process that is just getting better and better. And you're putting your faith and faith in, in Christ and just realizing that your lifestyle and your thoughts and everything starts to change. But with this woman's case, she was dealing with the situation for 12 years. And then for that moment, she knew that if she just put her faith in him, that her life would be better. And then Jesus told her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. That is what Jesus is telling us. If we put our faith in him, he's saying your faith has made you well. And now we are in a, uh, in a close relationship with each other. Go in peace and let's continue this walk together in this life. I want you to continue growing and trusting me, having faith in me. And this message goes to my friend. He asked me, what can he do to invite Christ into his life? And I say to him, that prayer I mentioned earlier, he must confess that Jesus is his Lord and Savior. Confess that he is a sinner and in need of a Savior. Confess that he's not perfect. And also understand that Jesus died for him died for our sins and came back three days later to defeat sin, to build that bridge and that bond so we can come to God directly and ask God to help guide you and have the Holy Spirit come upon you and guide you and give you, continue giving you knowledge. And when you do that and you continue down that walk with the Lord, it's not going to be easy. There's going to be pushback. There's going to be situations. There's going to be trials, tribulations. But God is saying, trust me because your faith will make you strong in all situations in life, no matter what the situation or whatever the problem that may occur. I'm still learning about this myself. So I've been through trials and tribulations, maybe not as severe as some others, but I understand that God was always there for me. My faith did not shake. I did do how I've reacted to some of it. Yes, I am human and I made some mistakes on how I reacted. I didn't immediately pray and say, Lord, this situation, I'm giving it to you. But the older I get, the closer I become in my walk with the Lord, I realize whatever the situation is, God has it under control. He wants us to keep our eyes on him. Just like when Peter was walking on water towards Jesus, Peter was walking on water and then he got distracted by the rest of the waves around him, meaning the world. He started to sink. Jesus reached down and saved him and said, ye of little faith. God wants us to have strong faith to keep our eyes and not pay attention to what the world is telling us. You may have issues with being in relationships. You may have issues financially. You may have addictions with pornography. You may have addictions with all kinds of situations that might be pulling you away from God. But God is saying, keep your eyes on me and I can get you through that storm. Trust me. Trust me. So this is the message that I want to share with you in part two. So when we share our our faith with other people in hopes that they get to understand and know who God, the character, the true character of Christ and who he is and his amazing grace that he has given us. When we don't deserve it. When we go out to God. I mean out to the world. And we share it. Ask God for wisdom. James 1.5. Ask God for wisdom. 
when we share it, we must do it with gentleness and respect. 1 Peter 3.15 Always be a witness living a godly Christian life. Because you never know who may come to Christ by the way you live your life. And remember that it is God at the end of that who has the power to change others' hearts. It is God, not you. It is God that can change a hardened heart to a soft marshmallow. I do love myself some marshmallows. So always understand that. Be a perfect ambassador, not a perfect, be a, a good ambassador for Christ. Be a great representation for Christ. Sharing accurately, lovingly, with gentleness, kindness, and respect with others that may have different lifestyles than you. Don't force it upon others. Never force it upon others. When the opportunity presents itself, ask the Lord for the wisdom, the guidance, and the clarity. And ask the Lord to speak through you. And when you do, continue praying for that individual that they may come to Christ one day. So I want to thank you for listening to this part too of sharing is caring. Because the Lord is not playing. He loves you. He loves you. And he will not kick down the door. He wants you to invite him into your home, into your heart. So I want to thank you for listening to GFE Podcast. My name is Kevin. And let's go out there and do again what Christ has given us the Great Commission. Go on out into the world, making disciples of all nations, sharing the good news. I'm out.